your parents' approach to parenting? They were like on me 24-7 and they knew that they could trust me. How far into the process were you when you went to the marketing agency for the rebrand? And how much of the product had you sold up to that point? About 2,100 of, of the old learning tower. So that was about 350,000 francs in revenue. Welcome, my name is Daniel Roulet and I'm the president of the Global Young Entrepreneur Society. The Global Young Entrepreneur Society is an international organization that supports exceptional young people in achieving entrepreneurial growth. My guest today, a member of the GS, is the CEO and co-founder of Mimoto AG, Dominic Hill. He's 18 years old and is in his final year of high school in Switzerland. At only 15 years old, Dominic co-founded his kid's furniture business, its product being the Toki Learning Tower. Just three years later, the company is on track to make 450,000 Swiss francs this year. I'm pleased to welcome the CEO of Mimoto AG, Dominic Hill. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. It's always interesting to find out what people were like before they started their entrepreneurial journeys. So if I knew you leading up to ninth grade, how do I describe you? Yeah, of course. I, I think you, you would describe me as kind of like an outgoing kid who, who likes to explore things and do stuff that maybe other, other children don't do at, at their age and discover new things as well. And I think you, you'd also describe me as a, as a very friendly and helpful person. You became an entrepreneur at a young age. So what influence did your parents have on you? So my dad himself, he's an entrepreneur. And I've always looked looked up to him. He was my, my idol as a kid, and I mean, I do, I still want to be like him. So I think he was like my big idol, who who I want to become like. So, and I thought to myself that as as if I start as early as possible at a young age, you you don't really need a fixed loan and don't need need your your company to put food on your table. So so you're more free in starting businesses and also like the the it isn't that necessary for your company to be profitable the first year like it would be with maybe other companies that need to put food on your table so in, in that opinion i thought that the earlier a start the better it will be so i think that's a, a very important point but just the, the biggest influence for me as a kid was of course my dad who is an entrepreneur himself He's in the insurance business. Yeah, so so he does insurance. So he was an insurance broker, actually. So he's kind of like the midway point between customer and insurance. What was your parents' approach to parenting? Were they very free-going parents? So, so it was kind of like a mix. So I didn't really feel much pressures, pressure of my parents. They were always like, do your thing, do what you love. And... Maybe I was really good in school, but I never felt any pressure to be good in school. It was just my own decision. So I wanted to be good for myself, not to impress my parents or anything. So they told me that if I wanted, if, if I do bad grades, it's not, it's not a problem for them. They support me anyway. And they also left me a lot of space so I could do things and, and explore things. And they weren't like on me 24 seven. And so, if I want to go out with, with somebody or go to a city that I don't know, something like that, they, they always left me because they, they knew that they could trust me. And I, I appreciate that a lot. 
Could you explain to our audience what the Toki Learning Tower is and how you got the concept for it? What it essentially is, is it is kind of like a step stool for little children so they can climb on it and stand on it. But the advantage the Toki has over just like a normal chair or a normal step stool is that the children can't fall out of, out of it easily. So if they want to help you help the parents do something in the kitchen, for example, or brush their teeth, they, the parents don't need to be afraid that the children could, could fall off. They, they are fixed in place and they can't fall off and still do the things that they normally couldn't do with just being as little as they are. And, and the concept behind it is that most children at around the age of one want to explore the world, want to see what their parents are doing, want to be on their eye level. So that is what, what the two kids Toki allows them so they can be on eye level with their parents and explore the world, cook with them, brush their teeth, or do something in, in the garage, like just do things that they normally wouldn't be able to do and thus explore the world earlier as they would normally be able to. And the concept of it I got, uh, I got was my little sister. I have a half-sister and she's now six, then was around the age of two. And of course, like how they are, they, they do want to explore anything. She was constantly on my parents' feet and wants to be up there with them. And that was kind of a big problem for my parents because just holding her on their arms was very difficult because you have to hold your child and, and manage to do other things at the same time. And the other thing is that if you put her on a chair or anything, if she just makes a little step to the wrong side, she could fall off, which, which is very dangerous. So that was an option as well. So we started Googling and found out that there was some sort of uh, learning tower, but you, you couldn't buy it. You, there was just some guides how to do it yourself. And we thought, okay, that's kind of cool. We, we my, my friend and I, we always wanted to do something in the entrepreneurial field. So we decided why not do it ourselves and, and sell it to the people who don't want to do it themselves. So that's kind of like the whole thing started. And then we did the first 35 in our garage as well, our, ourselves. After that, we went to our first manufacturer in Switzerland who, who did the old version of the learning tower and still does that one. What steps did you take from coming up with the idea to working on it with your friend to getting it to where it is today, a real business? The, the first thing we did was we, of course, we made them ourselves in, in the garage. We, we had 600 francs of our own pocket money to do that, that we saved earlier. So we invested that into wood to, to build the first learning towers. Then we started a, a website with Jimdo and, and we built that and started selling the, the learning tower over, over this website. And we, the, the biggest thing for us was using Google ads. So what we did is just like, we invested, I think it was, we started off with like two francs a day. And that actually helped tremendously because everybody who was looking for this, this learning tower and maybe would have just found a guide how to do it themselves now saw our, our website. And because we were the only people selling a learning tower, we were always on top. So that actually generated quite a lot of traffic on our site and, and led to quite a few orders as well. So that, that was like the first step. And after that, 
with, with our business at the moment. So what we did we was we were able to sell so many learning towers that we we've been able to found a GmbH. So that was the kind of like the first step of founding a real business. And then we, we just were able to sell and sell and sell more and more learning towers. And we decided, okay, we see the potential in it and we want to professionalize it. So what we did was we sat, sat together with, with a marketing company, which with which we did a rebrand of the whole thing. Because first of all, first we called it Lernturm.ch and the product was just called Lernturm. And the product we're selling right now, which is a redesign, is called Tukli. And the, the name Tukli was 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 done with that with the marketing company. And also the, the whole manual, CD manual with, with the new colors we're using and the logo and, and text as well. So the whole thing we, we did new with them. And we also founded a HE, just like the next business form with where you can also have investors as well it's more easy to 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 get investors in a he than in a gmbh in switzerland and so we did that as well and we did the redesign with a swiss designer he's actually from lucerne and i think we we, we think that he did, did a really good job with the redesign because it, it looks very classy and and fits into every home and also has more features than the first learning tower because now it's height adjustable uh, and I think that that's the biggest feature because now it grows with your child. And if it's big enough, you can actually take one of the bars out. And then it's just a normal step to with, 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 that even parents can use. So the lifetime of the product itself just grew tremendously. And so I think kind of like the last step we did was we trademarked the name as well as this, the design of, of our product. So that is kind of like this the state we are right now. How far into the process were you when you went to the marketing agency for the rebrand? And how much of the product had you sold up to that point? About 2,100 of, of the old learning tower. So that was about 350,000 francs in revenue. Who were your investors and how did you get them to invest? Two of the investors are our parents plus a third investor. He was actually the guy of the marketing company. How do you deal with adversity and doubt? For me personally, I didn't really doubt the business itself. The, the bigger problem was jealousy of our friends. So my opinion in this field is that you just let them hate. So where do you see yourself in 10 years time? I do want to do something that makes the world a better place. If, if you set yourself very big goals, I think you are even more likely to achieve them if, than if you have just small goals, but don't really want to work for them really hard enough. You said you got investment. Who were your investors and how did you get them to invest? Two of the investors are our parents, which we were really grateful, grateful for. So they invested, of course, in return of equity. So my dad always told me he wouldn't invest in, me, in, in a business of mine if, if, I if he wouldn't believe in it. So I truly believe that, that he did it because he believes in the business and not just wants to support me. I mean, of course, that, that is kind of a point as well, but it's not the main point. And he always said, always said as well that he wouldn't just give me money. He wants equity for it. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't give me any. So he was the first investor, then the dad of my friend, who had the same opinion as my dad, plus a third investor, 
And he was actually the guy of the marketing company. So we went up to him and, and asked him if he wanted to invest because he knew what we were doing and he knew he, he believed in, in us and, and the business. So he was the third investor. So how has having the guy from your marketing agency on board helped you? Now, if we have any marketing questions or do need to like maybe develop something new in, in the marketing area, a new concept, a new branding concept or a new marketing concept, he, he can always help us. How do you deal with adversity and doubt? For me personally, I haven't really doubted the business itself. Sometimes when, when the orders were slim in weeks, we, we were just asking us, ourselves, so what is the problem right now? How can we solve it? And, and it mostly had a direct correlation with maybe us not investing as much time as we could have and therefore not doing enough marketing and stuff like that. So we, for me personally, I didn't really doubt the business itself. The, the bigger problem was like jealousy of our friends and them saying, oh, what you're doing wouldn't work is like that. So my opinion in this field is that you just let them hate, do your own thing. And because just like recently we got featured in, in a big newspaper in Switzerland, it's, it's called Blick. And like it, it is these things that, that help yourself a lot and like kind of just like show them that you're capable of it. So what, what we did now is that we don't tell anybody about the business. If if we if they ask us, if they ask us, we tell them, but we wouldn't like go up to anybody and say, hi, I'm an entrepreneur and stuff of, of our friends. So we keep it very low key. So they can't hate. And if they figure it out themselves because they saw us somewhere, we're okay with that because then they know that we actually achieved something because we otherwise we wouldn't get featured anywhere. So that is kind of like our point on the jealousy of, of other people. You have already achieved great success, but you're still just finishing high school. So where do you see yourself in 10 years time, Dominic? So my point is that I do want to do something that makes the world a better place. That, that is kind of like the mission I see for my life. So what I want to do is, first of all, I want to study at ETH Zurich, which is a, a very, very well-known tech company, tech university in switzerland i think in the ranking it, it's always one of the top 10 best universities in the world in mathematics and physics and that kind of stuff so i want to study there and then my plan would be to do a spin-off which is a company that results out of the the university and so what i want to do is like do something that really brings the people ahead more so what they did for example is they make they made co2 neutral fuel which is very expensive to produce at the moment and they can't do it in in big enough quantities with with sufficient energy so my approach would be to do something in that direction or something that really brings the world forward for example medicine also i'm also very interested in, in the medical field so if i could do maybe something that cures every third cancer patient with a 100% chance, that would be awesome. So it's just something that really, really brings the humanity a step forward. Mm -hmm. That's where I see myself in 10 years. And I, I do want to do want to like kind of tie that together with, with a company. So I want to always be my own boss and do my own thing. So I don't want to get into research or anything like that. So 
I, I do want to have my own company and, but with this, with, with, or, or multiple companies and with those, I do want to do something that helps humanity and, and develop something that really brings all of us a, a step forward. If, if you set yourself very big goals, I think you are even more likely to achieve them if, than if you have just small goals, but don't really want to work for them really hard enough. What would your advice be for young entrepreneurs just starting their entrepreneurial journeys? Hey, don't be afraid and don't listen to what other people say that, that don't believe in you and don't believe that you could pull off something. You should always listen to the people that believe in you and want to help you to become a better person. So listen to them. Don't listen to the people who, who just try to pull you down because they want to keep you at your level. The other thing is just start because the, the worst thing that can happen is that it fails. But at a young age, you should start in small steps. So you shouldn't just like invest $100,000 in your company at the age of 14. Yes, you should start small, see if there's potential in your, in your business. And then if there is, just continue, continue, grow it over time. But the, the, the most important step is just start because this, the start is always the, the most difficult part. And if you start off doing something, it, it, will, it will get easier over time. Just start off. Even if it fails, just continue, do something new. So that wasn't my first idea. So first, the first thing I want to do is a, a lipstick company that, make lip, that makes lipstick out of wood, which failed. But then I just continued and, and now, then I came up with this. So, and, and, and now we're a little bit successful. So just continue and, and, and don't stop. And if it fails, just do another thing until you succeed. Because if you just have the perse perseverance, you will succeed. Most young entrepreneurs have more ideas than they can realize. So how do you pick the right idea? Talk to people about, about your idea and see if they like it, if they see potential in it. And in there, you should also, in, in, in there, you should talk with people that have know-how in the field. So you shouldn't just talk with maybe a friend that has never had any experience in, in that field. But I mean, of course, if you want to, to sell a product to maybe, if you're 15 and want to sell a product to 15 year olds, talk with 15 year olds and see if they would like it. And if, if, if you seem, if it seems like enough people would buy it, then just start off and see if people actually buy it. And if you see, okay, it works, continue investing in that business and, and growing it over time. So I think just starting off with something, maybe, maybe you're the, the idea you like the most, just start off with that, see if other people like it as well, see if you can sell some of it. And if that is the case, continue. I think that that's the approach to starting a business at a young age. That concludes today's discussion. I think your story is very inspirational. On behalf of the society, Dominic Hill, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thanks for having me.